0: Are you looking for a way to strengthen your mind in a fun and creative way? Would you also like to improve your connection with others, especially your loved ones? Fun makes us stronger and feel better. Games that engage, entertain, and stimulate the brain in fun and creative ways help us think differently, improve our concentration, and might even help us spend quality time with the person we're caring for. If you've tried other cognitive games and found them leaving you feeling dumb and frustrated, then you'll be excited to learn about a new option. You can have fun and exercise your brain right in your own home, or this program can be utilized in a care home setting. However you get your brain muscles on, you'll surely enjoy Neurosize. This episode is brought to you by Family History Film. Visit myfamilyhistoryfilm.com to find out how they can preserve your family memories in a fascinating documentary film. Welcome to Fading Memories, a supportive podcast for those caring for a loved one with memory loss. Before we dive into today's episode, be sure to pull up any of my social media channels so that you can see the visuals that are part of today's episode. You can also dive into the YouTube channel and listen and watch this episode on my YouTube channel. With me today on the podcast is Gabriel. He is working on something called Neurosize and we actually haven't chatted much before so you guys are gonna learn along with me today. So thanks for joining me, Gabriel. You Got it. Tell me about yourself first and how you came to be working on Narrow Size and then we'll talk about what that is.
1: That's a fair question. Um, I moved from Miami to Georgia to get into film and television and uh, I did that for a while. I managed to to get inside and while working there I I felt there was a feeling that that also led me to the arts which was like a I wanted to feel feel validated, I suppose. A lot of it is what it is. So across from where I lived was an assisted living and uh, I volunteered there. And during the volunteering, I realized I was enjoying the time there because the people wanted to see me. So um, while doing that stuff and still working, turned out it was kind of an oddity as far as um what was happening there because it was a male activities director so he asked me i i found that out in retrospect later but he had asked me what i'd be interested in working uh in that industry with that company that had an opening at a sister property and at first i was apprehensive i started to do some research on it my sister is an occupational therapist so i threw the ball around with her and and on paper, it seemed like it looked good, you know, for one kind of thing to have to evolve in your career. So I deviated, uh, I guess what led me to film was was a feeling of, of, you know, wanting to express myself with creativity, being an artist, but also something different that wasn't corporate oriented. And now I was just going to follow this feeling, but do it only if I had the um, accessibility to be creative, to utilize my skill sets. So. Um, I ended up meeting the, uh, the property manager. They had a regional person meet me. I went through a list of a few things that I had ideas. It wasn't neuroscience yet. I just was trying to see how much freedom they would give me. A lot of my angle at that point was, was novelty and making things fun. I didn't exactly know what I was doing, but I knew I could, I could do something different for me, I'm creative and I like to make things as you know, orthodox or obscure as possible. And then I just try to find a way to angle it to make it something that I can make my own. And I had an understanding of what it took to book um, vendors and people because I had the, that aspect of it. And, um, I saw an avenue. What I saw a lot was there was an inability for people to be, um, to show dignity. I don't, and I don't mean it in a negative context. What I mean is like people sometimes I would, I would see, didn't know how to address people that had Alzheimer's and there was a bit of a disconnect. And I felt, I think they're going about it the wrong way. Maybe they, you know, should talk to them like a person, not revert to an adolescent. So I took kind of all these experiences and I thought of, a lane or an area that I can create neurological brain activity, educating myself, not only with hands-on, but basically teaching myself through the internet, different aspects of neuroscience. I'm a nerd, so I just started to follow new people and just kind of absorb things and learn. And I said, all right, I think what I can come up with, with my background of design and art and creativity and personal experience, something that is dignified that doesn't feel trivial or adolescent but is like a line between validating neuroplasticity or an individual having to use their brain in a manner that isn't typical and in an entertaining way and and along the lines there making games that also lift an individual up and also play on words and like i do a little bit of that kind of stuff to make you have to not only think about these things, but you're, you're applying a little more to it. So, and making it enjoyable. Um, and that's, I guess, the description on how it's gotten to where it's at today.
0: Are you finding seniors having difficulty transitioning to digital only since they didn't grow up with this?
1: It depends on how you angle that question. So when I hear the question, I was, when I first started doing the digital, I had clients that already had relationships with me, so they adopted it, and I already kind of knew the audience. It wasn't as complex, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as an interaction. Now, what has happened is that it's, it's I don't know, pivoted, or now there's been another um, direction that's been taking place. And now what I'm doing is I'm working with caregivers. I realized there was a plethora of individuals that were home and there was something that they didn't know existed. So
0: tell me about NeuroSize. I mean, it's obviously brain exercises, but can you either describe or run me through one of these NeuroSize games?
1: Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. So,
0: so I'll be able to see it. I'm going to describe it too for people who aren't watching the YouTube channel, but you might want to check out the YouTube channel so you can see it too. I've played some of these cognitive brain games and some of them are so hard because they throw numbers at you. What's your philosophy behind creating these games? I view it kind of from a physical component. Like biologically,
1: we're all different. We all have different DNA. So what works for one individual doesn't work for another individual. You know, everyone's going to have a different reaction to things. And I think with, with cognition, from my experience, like when I tell people About my games and we're going through a session the games also lend themselves to have as we'll see now sometimes they'll have a multitude of answers there won't be a definitive answer because some of my games are um, image based that category is called Neurosauce so Neurosauce um, everyone's interpretation of an image is different so we all are, are basically um products of our experiences and those patterns and you might see uh an image and you might see people and i'm or let's say silhouettes of people and i might see that same image and i might say men or i might say women and you believe it because that's how you associate it so another little uh, rather another layer to the game is that some of these things so individuals don't feel apprehensive is if you understand that there's different answers you can get, and it just makes sense at some degree grammatically or audibly, you're like, "Oh, that kind of sounds," then that's perfect. My my job was to make your brain work different. Now, what the end answer is, it doesn't have to be definitive, not for all of them. So, um, I'll show you now. But it's a fun it's a fun little side note for people's brains and and games because when People feel like, oh, I'm not good at Scrabble, or I'm not good at whatever, whatever the game is, fill in the blank. I think you don't need to be good at it. As a matter of fact, you could probably be bad at every single game. Um, try something different. Just it might not be your game.
0: I tried. I tried different games because my husband is so good at so many of them that I have to find one that I'm good at that he's not familiar with, so that I have a fighting chance half the time.
1: <laughs> I understand.
0: I understand. No, that's
1: good. Okay. So let's share here.
0: So we're sharing the screen. So this is kind of an intro. So every session,
1: I kind of have a set. So when people, if I'm familiarized with the group of people, so let's say the city of Atlanta, I'm already familiarized with the, the, the people at their buildings. So I know that there are individuals that are more inclined to want more challenging stuff and individuals that want things or, that can handle or metabolize things uh, at a slower pace. So when I have a, a group of people, I use uh, 11 by 17 laminated cards. I essentially walk in and I'll have, um, I'll give everyone a few cards, kind of already knowing who you are. I'll give you like two or three. And um, and then for what's happened on the digital, or um, the, the digitized sets is I come in with a set and I, I do, a, I guess i make an assessment with a person. I see where they're at once we do a couple of sessions and then I start changing it. But through the, the hour, I'll start here. Um, and what this game, what you have in front of you is numbers. You've, a lot of us have seen these things on the internet. It's nothing different, but it's, it's kind of different. So letters and numbers and the numbers are to resemble a capitalized letter. So you already have a few points of reference in your, in your subconscious or in your brain. So, and uh, this one, you want to start from the top left as if you were normally reading something.
0: It's a phrase that's made up of letters and numbers. Correct. So it says, we're all in this together. Make it worthwhile.
1: So let's go here.
0: Mm, That one says, take a, oh, deep breath.
1: Correct. Perfect.
0: Remember how far you've come. So correct. There's <laughs> so this one is it's letters that have got gaps in them. So you kind of have to put the two two halves together so you know what it says.
1: Correct. So there's a few things that I play with. Um, there's the familiarity of our pattern of reading. So we're familiarized of going left to right. What you have presented in front of you, it seems familiar, but by making your brain have to. Process or read this information in a different way, which you may or may not see, I don't know. I'm kind of playing with a little bit of what you already know and giving you a little bit of something different. And you'll have either letters missing parts, or I'll um, change the uh, typography or the design of a word. And you'll see how it evolves in complexities as as we go along. What do you got here?
0: So this one is it's back, it's mirror image and it's different fonts. Correct. It says, when you can't find the... And this one word has been bugging me. S-U-N-S-H. Oh, sunshine. Be Correct. the sunshine.
1: Correct. Let's go... Well, let's, let's try here. So that
0: one looked like an eye doctor test. It is. You want to go here?
1: Okay, this is actually... <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty It's ingenious. All right, so here, the first aspect to this game, and these games lend themselves to a, a, a few uh variables of time for individuals so within an hour you know depending on the individual i try to not let anyone get stuck on one game but let's say i have an audience of people for example i have a few engineers that are clients of mine that reside in some assisted livings and if i make something new that they're not familiar with and they're adamant on wanting to solve it they will do the whole hour session on this one game and then they'll ask you know i'll bring it back the next session until it's solved so it's it's also it also offers a few different um, possibilities as far as speed is concerned. So there's I learned you know there's a lot of variances between individuals' cognition. So I can I work with individuals that either have early onset or you know maybe you might not even have Alzheimer's, but I also work with individuals that work in memory care or are far, further along with Alzheimer's, and I've come up with different categories of games where hopefully people can spend it might not require so much of their brain but it might require some other time to get it all right so for the sake of this game the first instruction i'll say is how many words can you identify and the follow-up is can you see a phrase
0: well it says never odd or even all right so and you then we've that. got a bunch of circles with gaps in them that i'm not sure Uh, that's more of
1: the novel the more the novel component those are uh, this is actually the uh the typography from an eye chart and if you um the phrase that you read is is correct and you can actually read it both ways so it's actually an interesting i guess spin to it true
0: yeah it's forwards and backwards
1: correct so and and the further along i go with the games the more abstract they might come so one of the um complements of of the abstractness is having to use more of your brain so a big component of novelty playing part in cognition is it's not only that things should be fun for the brain but because they're fun and different you're asking your brain more it needs to do more so by in asking it it has to process more so it's using more juice let's say well
0: this one says look for the And then all the letters are overlapping and laying down and they're twisted around. That's correct. That one L, hmm. That one's gonna take me a minute. It might to to decipher that bottom line. It might a does it say laughter?
1: It does indeed. Oh wow. So let's go. Well, we can start here. So this is more of a baseline. So now we're entering Neurosauce. So the objective here is the imagery has to make a phrase and it has to make sense at some in some degree. And you're starting from left to right, top to bottom.
0: Okay, well we got can you see? That's correct. So we have a can, a picture of a finger pointing and the word see and the E's are looking like glasses. Correct. And then we have an eye and a heart and then the finger pointing at me again. So can you see, I love you?
1: Spectacular. So let's go here now, it's a little more involved.
0: You are, or your brain is a gift that keeps giving.
1: Spectacular. Try this one.
0: Oh boy, people are, they're nuts.
1: <laughs> I agree with you.
0: It took me to sound like, wait a minute, those aren't bolts, they're nuts and peanuts. So.
1: <laughs> Correct, so going back, that's a perfect example of, so, when I'm making these games, when people ask me questions uh, at the end of sessions, I'm kind of already anticipating people are going to say certain things. Now I'm, if, there isn't a day that doesn't go by. I'll be honest with you that something new doesn't arise because again, to what I, I told you, everyone's experience is relative to what they associate an image or a symbol to be. So people tell me stuff and I go, and that kind of makes sense but for the fact that you have nuts people say bolts and i go but where are the bolts i go that's a hardware store nut and that's just a peanut and then they go oh and then you get that moment of like oh okay i see where we're going what do you got okay. here
0: so we have a capital letter d that's made out of wood okay and then we have tails what does that say e
1: B-A- so you'll see there's also another layer it's a multi-layered program i have here so the um, i try to find a way of creating something that lends itself to the design so when I'm designing it I, I try to find a way to find an association that the individual might see subconsciously or might blatantly see and i gave you kind of a i kind of gave you a clue here a big one if not the answer but let's see
0: well, there's it's like basically, it's the bottom is a, the word the, and then big is in a magnifying glass, and then there's a picture. So it's obviously the big picture. That is So correct. we've got a D and tails. Correct. And then what is this word? E? You tell
1: me. When you think of a uh, schematic or a blueprint, what is, um, in essence, what does one uh, make? Let's use that, that's the operative word.
0: So this is like letters inside, like. Well, they're designed kidney. letters. They're yeah. Just,
1: but they're, they're That's the one something. that's going
0: to throw me off.
1: <laughs> it may, it might. E,
0: so it's E-D-A. And I can't if that's an O or. That one, that one's going to take me longer than we want to fool with on this. <laughs> since most of this is audio. I'll
1: give you one more clue. So okay. talking about putting things together, you have. Okay. So the first part we have details blank, the big picture. So details blank, the big picture. And that word is being designed or assembled. Think of a synonym for assembly or putting together or making.
0: So we got, Oh, details make the big picture, make yep, up the big almost.
1: picture. What, what's a synonym for, for make you got six letters there. Bingo. Okay. Details. Details
0: create the big picture. Okay, that one would have taken me a minute. <laughs>
1: Precisely, I know. Well, it's it, again, it's very interesting. So as you're going through the session right now, I, I I just um, this was left off from my last client. So, what it is is, it's kind of tailored to where I left off with an individual, and I, I just kind of rev it up, or I I, I see how abstract they can be at one. In one aspect, I might throw something else and then I might bring it to a, an area that they're more familiarized with. And then I'll come back and I'll see if I have something new or something more complex. Or So what do you got here?
0: I see. Love in your eyes. That'll your work. Face. Again, it's it's viable.
1: So it's as long as it makes sense to some degree, it makes sense. So that last image...
0: You,
1: mm-hmm. Well, how do I see it? It could be a lot of stuff. So it could be... to. You can one could argue that they see I see love in your eyes, or I see love in your face, or I see love in your smile, or you know it's all in whatever they see as the uh, some of them might not lend themselves that you know that loosely. Like for example, this one might not.
0: So this one says gravitate towards people who mm-hmm. correct. Strengthen your. Part of this is behind the. Uh, Where do you see end? the
1: R on your? You've said it before.
0: Oh, strengthen you up. Oh, lift you up. Aha! The part that that's viable. Deadlift. <laughs> it's
1: it's viable. There's a few there, but that is viable. What do you got here?
0: If you can, you have a stormtrooper reading a book. Yes. That was going to throw me off. If you can. Yeah something this you are not this little window keeps getting in the
1: well the window oh, okay
0: so if you can oh if you can read this you are not blind
1: spectacular so let's try this one this is a two parter <laughs> <laughs> well and we will i'll speak i'll hit you somewhere else and then we can close this what do you got here
0: okay well we got fingers pointing at we had two hands one Correct. they're both pointing at me so we get left and right hand and then the Correct. The letter r mm-hmm. and then a pile of words with the s can remote hmm. okay r words i don't know this one's gonna take me forever i think well you
1: identified that you've you've said this word many times through the session thus far i just put two hands now on an r You've actually oh, okay, said th- so that's
0: that's the word "your" again. That is correct. You throw me off with the two hands.
1: <laughs> well, it's just different, you
0: know. Your words. Okay. Can. Okay. Hmm. Remote does not make sense. Okay. Your let me words... show you. Let
1: me show you the second bit, and then we'll come back to the first bit.
0: What okay, do you got here? Then we got okay. how uh-huh. and the W is a cr- two croissants actually. How <laughs> You... Correct. I'm to move the mm, you have fingers on glass or a mirror or something there. Mm-hmm. Why is it that like your last image is throwing me
1: off? <laughs> well, because it takes it's it it may it's not as familiar, but the kicker is at the end of all the games, once it's solved, you realize it's not that involved. You know, it's just we do it takes a minute. So how so think of your senses and just look at the image and associate it with somewhere.
0: Oh, so that's how you feel.
1: Maybe, what do you got here now?
0: Your words can change what? how you feel.
1: Hey, okay. that's valid. <laughs> I don't
0: know when you say that's valid. That means that's not necessarily the answer you were looking for. No,
1: <laughs> it means my job isn't to give you a definitive all the time. My job is just to make your brain Use a way it doesn't typically use itself. That's kind of how I look at neuroscience. I won't well,
0: especially the remote to me is not—it's not a changer, even though that's what a remote control does. I was being so, very literal with that. picture. Right.
1: But what you're doing is—is is precisely what I experience daily. Is individuals have an idea of something, and all I'm doing is if it makes sense to you, it makes sense to you. How you interpret that change or that control or whatever you want to call that ultimately is going to have an effect with the individual. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see, try this one, two part and we'll wrap on this one.
0: How do you mm-hmm. throw a something party Here, a second? I got to move this window again.
1: Here's your second half. Let's see. We'll go back.
0: So we get your, you are your planet. Bottom word is planet. You got the finger pointing at me again. So you, mm-hmm. oh, how do you throw a star party? You planet.
1: There you go. Got it. I have my some categories displayed on the website and um others that I, I I've just been using in my sessions and stuff. So I try to have it not always as predictable or i guess try to keep some of that stuff so when i'm doing my sessions you know people aren't exactly sure what i'm gonna do but um i've basically come up with just different games and um manners in which different types or areas of cognition can can play so those might be more involved maybe more abstract and then i might have things that are not as involved but might be more of a vestibular or a visual spatial component. I might have images that seem more faint, more far away that, you know, you might not be able for individuals that aren't able to articulate very well. All I need them to do is identify something, you know, but because I have so many things in the way, you know, it might take a little more time for them. So that's kind of where I play. I get, I, I basically try to make games, In different capacities, so people can have the opportunity to use their brain and hopefully get a kick, you know, uh, an entertaining hour or whatever time duration out of it.
0: So now is Neurosize going to be available like as an app online for people? to?
1: I'm doing everything with the online one-on-ones and I'm offering the program and it's basically I have a starter. Program thing, you get forty five games, and then I'm going to do every month ten new games, and then I, as I'm doing with you, I talk to them for an hour. I let them know the new material, how it's going. Some of my games, people have questions like how I come up with these things, etc. But then some of the games have questions that people start having conversations about that don't involve me. They, They see an interesting phrase, then they'll start talking about it because I like to play with words. So. As of right now, um, I'm, I'm offering it. I'm going to offer it as a digital, you know, you can start, you can stop, but it's probably best if you keep going with the volumes, you know, as, as it evolves, because there's other things tied to it. And then, yeah.
0: Makes sense. So where can we find Neurosize? Mm-hmm. Obviously online.
1: <laughs> you can find it online. You can find it uh, on all the social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, uh tick facebook and um the website is
0: the so it's the right neuroscience.org correct the... it amazes me the vast amount of ingenuity that comes out of caregivers who are dealing with people who take up a lot of mental and physical energy an exorbitant
1: amount of it not just a lot like just a cr- yeah. crazy amount So when I read some of these posts that caregiving blogs do in the day that they do, people think what I do, yeah, it looks interesting. There's a lot to it, but it's because I can do it. If I had to do what caregivers do, it's a whole other mindset.
0: So it's nice that there's so many of us providing information and different things for people taking care of loved ones with memory loss. 100%,
1: I could, I mean, I think it's a blessing we have technology, it's a blessing, because could you fathom, not very long ago at all, as a matter of fact, just not having all these outlets, and all these, all these ways of connecting with something that could add some sort of value to your day, and you know, it's, it's a good thing.
0: It's definitely a good thing, well, I appreciate this, I'm definitely going to check out the website, because that was fun, thank you, and good luck with NeuroSize. i'm sure that uh i'm sure you'll be greatly successful
1: from what is that saying from your mouth to god's ears yeah
0: yeah (laughs) if you didn't get a chance to pull up the still images from the social media channels be sure to take a few minutes and check them out on the youtube channel i think you'll get a lot more out of them there i hope you enjoyed this session with gabriel and i The games are really a lot of fun and they do really make you kind of think in a fun way. It's not a brain challenge like many of the cognitive games that we've probably all played. And the best thing about this is you can probably play this with your loved one if they are in the earlier or middle stages of their disease. It's also something you can maybe do as a family. I spent months looking for ways to connect with my mom, to have enjoyable visits, do things that were good for her and not just sit around and watch tv and i really wish Neurosize had been around much earlier in her disease mom would have really enjoyed these games because they're creative and they're fun and they didn't involve math i don't like math most listeners know that also be sure to check out our fully revamped website there are lots of articles resources even recipes from yours truly all designed to help caregivers and people living with Alzheimer's or dementia navigate their life. It's designed for healthy lifestyles, information and resources that you're probably going to need sooner or later in the journey. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a fantastic week. And as always, I will be in your ears again next Tuesday.